New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says he misspoke when he said America was never that great. Whoops! Did I say America's never been that great? No, actually, no, America's always been great. Trump says make America great again, and I say, again? Again? America's never been that great. No, 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 that's not what I meant. I meant that America, you know, not great, great, it all sounds the same. You know, why do liberals despise the United States so much? You know, there's something about freedom and prosperity that just irks them. Everyone, they hide it. They suppress it. Every once in a while, they let out their true feelings, and then they get massive backlash because they forget that even Democrat voters actually like the Constitution. Remember Michelle Obama? This is the first time in my life that I'm actually proud of my country after Obama was nominated. Liberals love bashing the country. Think about this. Trump was able to win on a slogan that's make America great again. That should not be a Republican slogan in a normal world. Democrats would also agree that America should be great again. But that's how extreme and radical and anti-American the Democrat Party has become. All right, the New York Times has a supposed bombshell exclusive that President Trump nine months ago allowed his lawyer, Don McCann, White House counsel, to spend 30 hours being interviewed by Mueller. The problem is there is no story here. We have no idea what he told him. Wow, Trump allowed his lawyer to testify before Mueller. Guess what? That's actually evidence that Trump has nothing to hide. If he was trying to cover things up, he would do what Clinton and Nixon did and not allow his lawyer to speak to the special counsel. All right, leave it to the Times to turn this into a negative. All the details coming up. Let me say this to the media. Nobody cares about your opinion. Your job is to report the news. Tell us the facts. You can't even do that right because you keep feeding us all these fake stories. But then you feel the need to add to that with your op-ed pieces. All of your articles are op-ed pieces because the bias oozes out of everything that you write. You know, going to school to journalism doesn't make me have respect for your political opinion, for your viewpoint, whether or not you like or dislike Trump or Pence or Paul Ryan or any of those other can- or any of those other politicians. You know, I don't care about your opinion any more than the garbage man. You're supposed to go observe, ask questions, and then tell us the facts and go home. You know, this day of rage, supposedly, that happened on Thursday. Does anybody care what they think? Our Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is back in the news. You know, she held a town hall meeting in Queens, New York, which is where she's running for Congress, and she banned the media. She did not allow reporters into this public town hall. All of her potential constituents were invited. Residents of the neighborhood were invited. But the media was kicked out. Now, the media doesn't like this kind of thing, as we know, because it's all about them. They have a right to know everything, but I'm actually with the media on this one, and here's why. Not because the media deserves to know, but this is a public event. She is telling voters, they're telling her their problems, and she is telling them, here's how I am going to solve your problems. Now, we already know that she's a radical socialist. She believes that Israel should give back Jerusalem. She believes in Medicare for all, which is going to bankrupt this country. And what is she afraid now to tell, to, to announce publicly, to tell the world, to tell the media that she's got to keep the media out? You know, she said she wanted constituents to feel safe and comfortable. Well, that's an attack on the media. You know the media is not going to take that one sitting down. And they're, there's already backlash. They're very upset at her. But as I said, you know, now... With all the blunders that she's made, you know, well, I don't really understand geopolitical stuff. You know, that's not really my area after I go and bash Israel. I want somebody to explain to me 
what the Palestinians are really going through because I don't know anything about it. After all of her blunders, I don't blame her for wanting to avoid the media. You know, maybe by now somebody informed Ms. Ocasio-Cortez that Republicans are the red ones and Democrats are the blue ones because she mixed that one up a few weeks ago. Paul Manafort, the jury, on Friday asked Judge Ellis for the definition of reasonable doubt. They sent a note to the judge. Please tell us the definition of reasonable doubt. Ouch. I mean, a great sign for Manafort. Very, very bad sign for the inept prosecution team. And we're going to keep on an eye. If I had to guess right now, if I'm a betting man, they are going to acquit Manafort, maybe on all counts, certainly on most of the counts. There are 18. But if I'm a betting man, they're going to acquit Manafort and say there simply is not enough evidence here that he knew about the wrongdoing. But I'm almost certain that they're going to uh, acquit him on, I don't know, 15, 16 of these counts. We'll have to wait and see, of course. We may have a verdict on Monday. Verdict on Monday means very good news for Manafort. All right. As I said, the day of rage. Did anybody, wow, the media printed negative stuff about President Trump. Wow. Listen, this is un- bombshell story. Blockbuster. The media, newspapers around the country printed negative things about Trump, who has called the media the enemy of the people. And the media says, we're not the enemy. Okay, well, wow, this is big news. It's negative. Wow, do you know what this means? This means that the media did what it does every single day of the year. Okay, so getting to this story about Don McGahn, the White House counsel. Okay, the New York Times is all excited because it's been uncovered. It's been leaked, by the way, by the Mueller team. Now, why would the Mueller team possibly leak this now? The Trump team never told us this. And what does the Mueller team have to gain? Obviously, they're getting desperate. So as we see, every couple of weeks, something new trickles out so that Mueller can say, yeah, hon, I haven't given up yet. I'm still going to eventually get there with collusion. And there's no storyline here. So it's revealed that... President Trump allowed Don McGahn, they basically said to him, tell Mueller everything. They could have fought this. Bill Clinton fought this when the special counsel, Ken Starr, wanted access to his lawyers. Nixon fought it. But Trump said, I have nothing to hide. There's no conspiracy. There's no crime here. There's no collusion. There's no obstruction. So tell them whatever you want. So the New York Times says, well, this is highly unusual. This has never happened before. Well, yeah, they're trying to sort of make that not sort of, they're trying to somehow make that be a negative for Trump. This has never happened before because every other politician under investigation has had something to hide and Trump is being fully transparent. And then they say, you know, and by the way, again, as I said, you know, this is so many months ago, we still haven't heard anything from Mueller, not one shred of evidence that there's been collusion or obstruction. So what could this possibly have, you know, that we haven't heard about that hasn't been leaked by Mueller? And, you know, 30 hours. I mean, Trump let him sit there three different occasions for 30 hours. What further evidence could you ever need that Trump has zero to hide? And then you have this NBC reporter saying, yeah, but he brought his own lawyer with him. Don McGahn, he brought his own lawyer. Why did he bring his own lawyer? Because he has his own political strategy here. He was trying to protect himself himself, and trying to attack the president. Are you kidding me? I mean... Would you ever, ever sit with Bob Mueller? Would you ever sit with any lawyer, let alone the special counsel, when you're the Republican White House counsel, and not have your own lawyer there, not have somebody there to make sure you protect yourself? And then they say, well, he was worried that he was being targeted and set up by Trump to take the fall the way Nixon set up John Dean, his own lawyer, to take the fall for Watergate. I mean, 
maybe I don't blame him if he'd be concerned. You got to think about it. You got to be paranoid in this situation. I mean, Robert Mueller's is a shark looking for blood, so you've got to be careful. But in any way, does that somehow incriminate Trump? And Don McGahn is still working at the White House. It's not like he turned on Trump. It's not like you know, uh, Michael Cohn, where he decided to cooperate with Bob Mueller. I mean, this is like, this story is so strong, uh, such strong evidence that Trump has nothing to hide. Every part of this story, all it's saying is, wow, you know, Trump's legal team was fully transparent. Now, Giuliani realizes, wait a second, this is not so simple because Mueller's clearly trying to set up Trump. And of course, he has a new legal team that's being led by Rudy Giuliani. Now they're changing approach, and good for them because they were way too trusting. In fact, John Dowd, the White House lawyer, he's quoted in this New York Times article. He says, this was extraordinary cooperation, more cooperation than in any major case. No president has ever been more cooperative than this. You know, th this is, and he said, we've given the, the Mueller team over a million documents, but he also says we were snookered. He says that... Uh, Bob Mueller snooker Trump's legal team. Now, were they a little naive? Perhaps, but that's all this is. You know, the way, so this is so clear that the Times is like grasping at straws, not plastic straws, of course, but they're grasping at straws. And this story is so pro-Trump, it's frightening, yet it's all the Times and Mueller have, so they have to do what they can to spin it into a negative. The only thing I take out of the story is that Trump's legal team in the beginning was naive. They thought Mueller would actually have some semblance of decency and honesty. So they allowed this Don McGahn to testify way too long. They're saying, well, we have nothing to hide. What they don't realize is Mueller can, he can be a magician here, like special counsels have been in the past, and he can twist everything around, make it look like there was obstruction. You know, again, they don't even need to prove it in a court of law. It's, it's impeachment that they're trying to do. Well, if the Democrats take Congress, they'll need very little to impeach. So all they need, you know, they, they, they have Don McGahn testifying about the fact that Trump wanted Bob Mueller fired at one point. As we know, Trump wanted Rosenstein and Sessions fired. He wanted the collusion probe to end. He may have asked, we don't know this, but he may have asked James Comey to go easy on Mike Flynn. So... Yeah, you have an emotional Trump. I mean, that's not news. He does that on Twitter all the time. But if they get McGahn under oath, they can sort of start chopping his words, piecing things together and say, oh, we have an obstruction case against Trump. So in order to be wary of that, you have to avoid any kind of unnecessary testimony. You've got to fight it. But as far as what actually happened, real collusion, real obstruction, not something that Mueller's going to manufacture so that he can bring Trump down, which is set, d destroy his presidency, which is what he's been trying to do for over a year now. You know, you've got to be careful. But Trump has been fully cooperative more than any other president in history. That's the takeaway of this story. All right. John Brennan, you know, I mentioned last week that his re the revocation by Trump of his security clearance is 100 percent justified. In fact, it was Trump's duty to the American people. Somebody called and said, this is just a political maneuver. This is just retribution because Brendan has attacked Trump and Brendan has bashed him on so many occasions. Now, here's why I disagree. It's clear to me that this is not a political move, but this was something that needed to be done for national security. And here's why. John Brennan, former CIA director, I called him the DNI last week, he's the CIA director. He accused Trump of numerous things, including, including treason. He said that the president of the United States committed treason. Even the mainstream media questions John Brennan's judgment to say that Donald Trump is guilty of treason. Now, he had a chance to walk it back. They said, maybe that was a little strong. And John Brennan said, no, I stand by it. This is treason. You know, he sided with Vladimir Putin against the United States government. That's treason. Now, for John Brennan to accuse the president of treason 
is beyond outrageous. It's unspeakable. I mean, it's completely irresponsible. His judgment is way off. I would question, you know, John Brennan, he has allowed his political views. I know he served the country for many years. He has allowed his political views to get so far out of whack. They're completely destroying, wrecking his judgment. He admits that he spied on Trump, the candidate. They sent a spy into the Trump campaign. They didn't do that with Dianne Feinstein. They told her that the Chinese were infiltrating uh, her her office. But with Trump, they didn't tell him. In fact, they tried to set him up. And Brennan admitted, I hate that word. I hate to say it. But yeah, we spied. And John Brennan has bashed President Trump again and again. You mean to tell me you can trust this person with our country's secrets? You can trust this person to protect Americans? He has one goal over the last couple of years, and that is to bring down President Trump. In my opinion, that will that has completely clouded and skewed any sense of perspective that he has, any objectivity. And as such, it's very clear, you know, that John Brennan. And then you have this uh, General McRaven, who I guess was part. He was the one who oversaw the Bin Laden raid, uh, where they killed Bin Laden, the Navy SEALs, and good for him. And certainly owe him a tremendous amount of gratitude and appreciation. And yet he says that, you know, President Trump, how dare he? He says he wants to have his clearance revoked because he says that's now a badge of honor because Trump did it. Now, does he give any reason why any sort of defense for John Brennan? Any reason why Brennan deserves the privilege? No, he just wrote this short op-ed attacking President Trump. By the way, meanwhile, you know, John Brennan wrote an op-ed saying that Trump, the Trump campaign colluded with Russia. And he has, of course, no evidence. He's, well, we know they had a meeting with a Russian lawyer. Well, that Russian lawyer wasn't necessarily representing the Russian government. There's no, there's no evidence to suggest that she was. And the Trump people didn't collude. He says, well, they didn't conspire, but they colluded. And he started picking hairs and nitpicking and splitting hair. I mean, give me a break. John Brennan is an enemy, not just of President Trump, but an enemy of the United States. And there's no reason in the world he should have had clearance even this, thus far. All right. Unemployment for youth is at a 50-year low. People between the age of 64, uh, 16 and 24 looking for summer jobs or extracurricular jobs. That unemployment rate is below 10%. Uh, it's the lowest that it's been in over 50 years. It's Obama. It's Obama's policies. Well, amazing how much Obama's accomplishing years later. And finally, as a caller pointed out, Nancy Pelosi has raised record numbers in terms of funds, funding for the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. She has raised $91 million personally. That's more than double the next closest Democrat. So if you wonder, you know, why they're not so fast to get Pelosi out of power, that's the reason why. Now, this is good news, you know, because this forces them to keep supporting her. As we've told you many times, she may raise money for them. And look, that's a big deal. The more money they get, the more dangerous they are in terms of the election, the midterms. But at the same time, you know, she's very dangerous to the Democrat Party, you know, because she's viewed as being, you know, this pro-impeachment, you know, real uh, real lunatic by many people. And uh, a lot of people believe, you know, that if Pelosi is, is viewed as the leader of the party, people, Democrats, will either stay home or may even vote Republican here in November. All right, that's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.